Welcome to All Things D&D's Story Dungeon, where we share amazing Dungeons & Dragons stories with you every two days. Now heading inside the dungeon, we have... How a half-baked character concept rose to the level of godhood. I've been playing D&D for about 20 years. This story occurred back in the early days of college and has shaped every game I have run since. In this game, it was summer, and myself and some friends had gotten together for what we had intended to be a light-hearted and mostly jokey D&D 3.5 campaign. What we got instead was what would become a very intense campaign that most of us to this day laud as one of the greatest campaigns we had ever played. The premise was deceptively simple. Each of our characters was going to be a dragon. We could pick any kind of dragon to play. We would all be granted the ability change shape so we could masquerade as humans in the form of Fey Run. We were meant to be an advanced scouting party determining if it was the time for dragons to return en masse and take over the world. We had an extremely diverse group, ranging nearly all the alignments and various flavors of dragon. We also got to take character levels on top of our DM's homebrewed system for spending money to forcibly increase our age categories, so we knew from the start that this game was going to be really overpowered. I decided to lean into this as hard as possible. I did some research and found that it was generally accepted at the time that one of the craziest things you could do was play a tome dragon, a dragon from the Dragon Magazine that had exceptional casting capabilities and give it the spell hoarding psychosis, another Dragon Magazine edition. This made for an extremely powerful spellcaster with a literal psychotic focus on collecting arcane knowledge. For class levels, I decided to pursue Artificer as this would let me do more than just wizard things and would provide an easy source of magic items to the party. I ended up dubbing this creation Vehafor Arcanus, which meant craft magic. This creation would eventually be dubbed Hafer by the party and would be the source of much consternation for my players in future campaigns. Even in the midst of playing this definitively power gamer character, I could not help but throw in some roleplay. I leaned heavily on his psychotic nature for easy roleplay fuel, and furthermore I gave him a single-minded drive. He wanted to pursue the source of all magic, true magic as I had dubbed it, Neither arcane nor divine, it simply was. Credit to my DM, he definitely let me pursue something that probably did not exist. Our campaign lasted most of the summer, and we rapidly scaled in power, both in class levels and Dragon Age categories, as we used our draconic might to overpower most of our foes. We also got to experience some incredible roleplay as we had to navigate different political courts, all while hiding our true natures. We also ended up forming an official adventuring company and made a name for ourselves as efficient if somewhat brutal adventurers. There are so many moments from this campaign that deserve their own stories, but right now, we are here to talk about Hafer. As we grew near what would become the end of the campaign, our DM worked to try and tie up several of our personal story hooks and goals, my own included. This came when we encountered a titan, who had access to true magic. We managed to talk him down from combat, and I entered into an extensive bartering session. He wanted my entire collection of spells and magic items, in exchange for the knowledge. This battled against my psychosis, and I gave it up to a throw of the dice. Would my insanity prevent me from giving up, a low roll, or would I seek out my ultimate goal and rebuild, a high roll? Natural 20. I gave up my hoard of spells, scrolls, magic items, and assorted goods to the Titan, in exchange for the knowledge. My DM then informed me that I had lost all of my spell slots from any class or source. Instead, I was now using a modified spell point system, where any spell slot I had gave me a certain number of spell points, which I could spend to cast a spell from any spell I had access to. More importantly, they were gained or spent at a simple ratio, spell level squared. So a first level gave me one and cost me one point. 
a ninth level gained me 81 and cost me 81. He specifically stated that I could spend these points in any number, as long as I followed that ratio, even casting beyond ninth level spells. One final crucial detail would come into play. In this campaign, the DM had ruled early on that we, as dragons, could stack metamagic effects. Usually this was used for empower, letting us repeatedly boost lower level spells to much higher effect. The Titan, after granting me this knowledge, handed over all my personal effects. A realization dawned on the Titan. I may have become more powerful than he was anticipating. The Titan attacked, trying to kill me before I had a chance to react. In a moment of sheer madness or brilliance, depending on who you ask, I dumped all of my power into a single spell, Magic Missile, empowered as much as possible. When the math shook out, the spell did something to the effect of a billion points of damage. As everyone around the table, including myself, sat in pure shock at what I had just done, the DM came out of his trance and acted quickly. My single spell utterly destroyed the Titan, but it also tore a hole in the fabric of reality and in the fabric of the Weave, the source of magic on Run. The goddess of magic, Mistra, appeared in that moment to destroy the source of the rent. However, the DM made a second call, as Mistra had appeared. Hafer, in his moment of pure calamity, had done something that should not be possible and was granted a single divine rank. My shock increased as the DM announced this because with my knowledge of the system, I had a moment of pure understanding. Upon gaining a divine rank, deities would gain a divine salient ability, only one of which mattered to me at that moment, Arcane Mastery. The ability would mean that Hafer would essentially gain knowledge of every wizard spell it ever had, did, or ever would exist, and could create new ones at the speed of thought. Hafer, suddenly overflowing with knowledge, could not react as Mistra shunted him from the plane, forever banning him from returning to the prime material plane of Feyrun. This mattered little to him, for in that moment, his psychosis was suddenly satisfied. His desire to know everything arcane had been realized. The table sat in silence as I explained this to them, and what followed was a rapid debate. Did Hafer simply die, having realized his life's ambition? Or did his psychosis now twist, compelling him to not simply know all, but to record all? I ultimately settled on the latter, deciding that his spell-hoarding psychosis, coupled with his now limitless knowledge of arcane spells, would compel him to forever record the spells, every spell that had ever been created, and every new spell that his incredible intellect could conceive of, even ones that should not be possible. And so, Hafer now sits adrift in the cosmos, in his own personal dimension, an endless library of magical knowledge. Forever compelled to keep writing, his own insanity leaking into other dimensions as he passes them by, leaving impressions of himself in his wake. The great glowing dragon with a massive tome sits before him, ever writing, ever thinking, ever smiling. Woe to those adventurers who might come across him, for they may leave with great riches or be burdened with horrible curses, all at the whims of a truly mad god. Thanks for listening to All Things D&D's Story Dungeon. We'd love to have you subscribe and review us on iTunes and Spotify. Catch our new episode exactly after two days. Until next time! <laughs>